right, welcome to another episode of The Producing Half. I'm your host, Thomas. Um, today, we're going to talk about conspiracies. Yes, the dreaded conspiracy word. Conspiracy theories? We're not going to really go into any crazy conspiracy theories. We'll stick to the true ones, and there are a lot of horrible, true conspiracy theories. Um, <clears throat> conspiracy theories, when you, when you say a conspiracy theory or a conspiracy, there's an immediate dismissal. Um, and it's kind of a newspeak, newspeak kind of thing, you know, Orwell 1984. Um, it's, it's been manipulated, so an easy way to dismiss um, a train of thought that people are uncomfortable with that goes against the narrative that um, certain individuals want you to have. Um, and so there's lots of truth and there's lots of manipulation behind conspiracies. And so you got to be careful with conspiracies. I don't, um, I love hearing of them, of course, like everybody, but generally don't talk about them because you don't know. No one really knows the truth. They're entertaining. Um, they're fun to watch a YouTube video about or a documentary on the dreaded Netflix. Um, we already uh, ascertained I don't watch that, although I was looking at it today. Um, and then people, on some conspiracies, people can handle them. There's kind of like a cognitive dissonance in a way where it's so far out of the way they think that um they have you know they just they, they, their mind can't wrap around it they can't grasp it so they they dismiss it they shut off they t i've heard heard a podcast podcaster the other day say yeah as soon as they say something that you know i uh you know i can't verify or i think off the wall i just check out and stop listening to them i totally dismiss them and they're not worth my attention anymore I'm like what you must be the smartest person on earth because people say things all the time that are outside my wheelhouse. And I'm like, oh, okay. I file it away and I spend some time looking looking into it if it's something I'm interested in. So that was a little too dismissive for me. Um, but there's a little bit of cognitive dissonance going along. Uh, some of these conspiracy conspiracies are out there. And I don't really want... This is not a, 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 going to be an episode about conspiracies. Like we're going to dig deep into all the various conspiracies. We'll touch on some of the more famous ones that are verifiably factual you can go look it up there is no conspiracy about it anymore it's black and white either through freedom of information act or just admitted um so we'll, we'll touch just kind of give you a, an overview of some just an idea of what our government and um people of power are capable of doing and i think that'll help with the cognitive dissonance or help you change the way you think about the world because this is what the, the point of this episode is so we have a kind of a, a understanding where we both understand where we're coming from on how we see the world. Because like I said before, um, we're all kind of aliens to each other. And so it's hard. You always project how you view the world on, on everybody else and all the, the, the truths and the facts that you think are. You think of it from your experience. And there's lots of different experiences out there. And there's lots of different uh, ways of looking at the world and lots of different agendas and priorities. Um, and there's lots of social pressure around conspiracies. You know, you don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I always go back to thinking about that uh, video I saw once a long time ago on like the Discovery Channel, back when I actually watched cable, um, <clears throat> where they would, uh, people would go into an elevator and uh, everybody would be purposely facing the wrong way. And I wanna say maybe everybody did, um, at least most everybody did 
they would face the wrong way too when they'd walk in the elevator elevator if everybody's facing the wrong way now if i got an elevator and everybody's facing the wrong way i'd probably say something or i would probably not get in that elevator like i'm gonna get the next one weirdos um so there is social pressure it it kind of cognitive cognitive dissonance it kind of messes with your mind so you don't know what it's just too far out of your wheelhouse too far out of your out of your way you think you can't handle it and then there's just the whole new speak avenue of it where they have they have put this this connotation they've changed what it means and and made it into something crazy um but there's a lot of true conspiracy or conspiracy theories that are true um, things that our government has done over the years that are horrific, um, mind-boggling. And so I want to just touch base on a few of those just to get your mind the right mindset for the real point of this video, which which is talking about how certain groups of individuals see the world. Um, so some of the things that our government has done that is just, it's just true, it's a fact, you can look it up, is uh, like, let's say during Prohibition. They, uh, you know, alcohol was illegal, but you still needed alcohol, you know, alcohol that you could drink. You still needed it for various industrial purposes or or medical purposes or whatever. And people were taking that and they were drinking it because, you know, where there's will, there's a way. Well, our federal government didn't like that. And so they poisoned the alcohol so that if you drank it, you would either get sick, go blind, you would die. People died. People died from drinking this poison alcohol that our government poisoned. It wasn't, um, it wasn't, you know, disseminating information wasn't like it is today. You didn't get text alerts on, you didn't get alerts on your phone. Um, you didn't, you know, the, there wasn't TV and emergency blo- um, beeping. There wasn't, there was like newspaper and radio, really. And, and so there was a lots of people who did not know that alcohol had been poisoned. And they poisoned that and they killed people. Our government poisoned the alcohol and killed people um one of the most famous ones that our government sanctioned and participated in or doctors universities was the uh the uh tuskegee i never can say that word right um experiment everybody knows about that one with the syphilis you know told them that they're treating it they weren't treating it they wanted to use them as guinea pigs and see what would happen and check the progression and test different things well they lied and they killed people that was they tortured basically they tortured people um and that's you know that's your institutions that would never do anything wrong um i'm always reminded of the um of that one drug maker i don't know which one one of the big ones that uh the hemophiliac uh i didn't research this this is just straight off my memory but that uh hemophiliac drug that uh, you know it took lots of uh donors to get that and this is during the 80s and um the, that, that that group of medicine got uh, contaminated with aids um, we're talking, you know, millions and millions and millions of dollars of medicine. And so America made it where they couldn't sell this drug in America because kids who had hemophilia were were getting AIDS and they were getting sick and dying. I remember that one kid when I was a kid, he was always on the news. I forget his name, but he, maybe Adam, I don't remember, but I remember, remember that. And so the pharmaceutical company just sold it to other countries. So they knowingly sold, sold medicine that had AIDS in it, and they sold it to, to other places and, and killed people. This is our, our, our farmers who make our vaccines, they make our medicine. They knowingly sold medicines to other countries that America wouldn't let them sell here because it would kill people in America. So they said, oh, let's just go kill somebody else. 
all for the, you know, let's make some money. I'll do a, a video on, on um, corporations and the mentality behind corporations that allow them to do such bad things. The fact that corporations are an individual, but they're not, they're an entity, they're alive, but they're, you know, they're not. I mean, just how, I think there's a, um, a psychology behind corporations that allow human beings that would never do something on their own to do something horrible, but well, that'll be something else. And I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, so that one will be a rough one for me to uh, research. But that uh, that was a horrible one with Selfless. That was a true, look it up, I think there's probably been movies made about it. Um, <clears throat> polio vaccine, there's lots of conspiracies with that. I've read everything from, you know, that's how AIDS originally got uh, introduced to the population in Africa because they were, they were it was cheaper to incubate the, the polio virus and a monkey or something, the monkey had AIDS, blah, 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 I don't know. But one true fact about the polio vaccine was that uh, it got contaminated with another virus because they were growing it in some animal or something. Um, but it started causing cancer. Just a fact. It was just because it got because it got contaminated. It had this something in it that caused cancer. They knew it was causing cancer. There were there were doctors saying, "Hey, this is causing cancer. We can we can trace this back. This is this is it. It's causing cancer." They still gave it to people. They were still giving people for, for money. You know, it's, it's what it ultimately always comes down to. For money, they were still giving people the, the polio vaccine, even though they, they knew they'd get cancer and die. Uh, <clears throat> uh, I didn't do any research in this, but just from my memory, like World War One, Woodrow Wilson totally manipulated so many facts and and so many things to get America into World War. I think I mean I think I think a hundred thousand American boys died in World War One off of uh, our government lying. I mean, Woodrow Wilson totally, uh, he like changed the rules of uh, American men or Americans should be able to, you know, on a civilian ship, go into a war zone and expect not to be attacked. Okay, well, that wasn't enough. So then, then he said, well, American should be able to go on a belligerent, I, don't know, I guess they call it warships or armed ships, belligerent ships, uh, in a war zone, should be able to go on an armed belligerent enemy vessel in a war zone and they couldn't be expected to be um, fired upon was totally trying to change the way the warfare worked. He wanted America in that war. He desperately wanted America in that war, and he, he wanted America in that war because he was he was very for the British. He was well in the in, in British um, in, encampment. <clears throat> and World War Two is a, is a tricky one. I mean, everybody goes to the assassination of that uh, Duke as the how you know World War One started. But, you know, England has a lot of, of um, guilt in getting in that war, war as, long, as long with Germany. None of them were innocent. But Woodrow Wilson totally forced America in that war. And he really ultimately did it because he thought that he would, uh, he thought that he would have um, more power. Or he, he thought he'd have zero power if we weren't in the war when it came to the peace negotiations. He wanted to be sitting at the big boy table. And ultimately, France and, and England just railroaded him on his 14-point plan and and because he wanted the League of Nations, and he didn't get it. He got that was his. He got one point, and the only reason that Germany really surrendered was because of Wilson's fourteen-point uh, plan. So it was it was a total disaster, and was the that those peace negotiations and Wilson was probably the cause of one of the major contributing factors to World War Two, um, the things that happened, and then World War Two. Look into the, the Pearl Harbor and the things we were doing to Japan. We, we wanted that war as well. America wanted that war for whatever reason. I haven't done enough research to go into the depth, but I've, 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 I've read enough and seen enough 
um, people talk about it about you know we there was they knew Pearl Harbor was going to happen and um, we were we, we were giving Japan no with the oil embargoes we were doing things that there wasn't we had to get into they, they were Japan had to attack us it was going to happen I'm not really against World War two for you know I don't really first I wasn't alive and my my grandparents my grandfather who did fight in it survived it um, <clears throat> and I hung out with a lot of people who uh, when I was probably 15 I started working as a security well just hanging out at a uh, domino hall of, of a bunch of old rich men these were all they hung out at domino they, they would uh, play dominoes they'd play hearts I'd play hearts with them and they played hearts with dominoes they played for money but whenever, whenever I'd play with them they played for 10 cents points so most you're probably gonna lose is 20 bucks when they played um, with without me they'd pay for you know a dollar a point all the way up to ten dollars a point if the rich really rich ones were playing they played dominoes but dominoes they played for very little money though i want to say it was like two or three dollars they didn't play they played big stakes poker as well and uh but they would do that at night and i as i was by the time i was about 17 i would actually start because it was in a bad neighborhood i would do security i'd escort them to and from the car at night when the game was over i'd take them out to the car <clears throat> so i uh i hung out this domino hall and the youngest guy in there was probably 70 you know and I was 15. Man, they had the best stories. So I heard a lot of World War II stories. I'm not really against World War II other than all wars are bad. And there's really no point to it. And, and if, when you start looking into the World War II and you see how duplicitous and, and, and entrenched we were and the finances of it and the money of it and, and Germany and America and all the bankers and everything that was going on. And then after the war, Operation Paperclip and all the scientists and NASA I mean, it's 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 never ending. It's just never ending the horror show that that all is. But let's fast forward. Let's fast forward to Vietnam War. How many millions of people um, died over that? Those lies, you know, the Gulf of Tonkin, all that. That was all lies. I mean, how many? And that's a fact. You can just look it up. They admitted it. They lied. That didn't happen. Um, how many? Uh, you know, tens of thousands of Americans and who knows how many millions of Vietnamese died because of our government's lies. Um, <clears throat> Think about um, uh, the first um, the first Persian Gulf War. That was a huge lie. Um, well, let's back up. Let's go to let's before we get there. Let's go to um, Operation Northwoods. That to me is one of the more scary and um, prophetic truths that our government tried to do. Kennedy saved us from it. Thank you, Kennedy. He died not too long afterwards. Strangely. But um, <clears throat> that's another video that I won't be doing. Uh, but Operations Northwoods was horrific. And this kind of proved by every level. Joint Chiefs of Staff signed off on this. I mean, this was, this was ready to be implemented. Just signed off by Kennedy and let's do it. I mean, they were going to do horrific things to blame it on Cuba so that we would get into a war and go do that. You know, like crash planes in the buildings and stuff. I never heard. Where did I hear that before? Anyways, um, look into what, what, what our government was going to do. It was already approved. It was just Kennedy, Kennedy just needed to sign off on it, and we'd be, on, we'd be in that. Um, that was a horrible one. And then, so st staying in the same timeline before we get into the Persian Gulf Wars, think about another horrific one that I think is still probably going on in some form. Um, yeah, it's definitely going on in some form, is MKUltra. MK Ultra is, I think, the beginning of the when it becomes, when the CIA and these conspiracies become very sophisticated, 
and there's lots of psychology. I mean, you have to understand, nowadays, they have AIs. They have psychologists that have degrees upon degrees that are on degrees, and they've built up a huge database. They know how to make things happen. They know how to manipulate things, and they they are very good. Well, it all started back to MKUltra, where they were doing hypnosis stuff. This is the CIA. These are doctors. These are hospitals and prisons. And these some of these people had no idea they were being experimented on. They would do sensory deprivation experiments, isolation experiments, torture. They would torture people experiments. One of the biggest ones they did was LSD. They did a lot of drug experiments, but LSD. They would give prisoners LSD and not tell them. They would give people in hospitals LSD. They were giving Canadians LSD and didn't tell them. They were giving everybody the LSDs. They were giving, they were like telling heroin addicts, come on, we'll give you some heroin, but hey, let's do this too. I mean, they were doing horrific things to people, MKUltra, messing with people's minds and manipulating them. They, I guess maybe they want, I don't, who knows what they wanted, maybe sleeper agents, who knows. I would have to read some books on it to really kind of get a grasp on it. And this is just surface level knowledge that anybody can just Google or DuckDuckGo or uh, just pick up a book or two, listen to a book or two. I listen to a lot. I've read thousands of books, but very few of them are informative books, mainly for entertainment, you know, science fiction, horror, fantasy. Um, I've read lots of, I've actually physically read books on, you know, mathematics and physics and history and such. But for the last decade, I've listened to books. I, um, Audible really loves me because I give them a lot of money because I listen to a lot of books to and from work every time I'm in the car in the shower or whatever I'm always listening to a book and recently I've been I've switched from entertaining books to, to informative books man I understand why there's so many distractions in the world because when you start learning when you start informing yourself um, and, and learning about history your perception and your um, anger grows because you realize how bad it is and how much you have been manipulated and how far we have strayed from our true culture, how far we have uh, strayed from our true vision. Um, there's a reason why our educational system is so poor uh, and why our kids grow up so uninformed and so um, docile and very easily manipulated. Because when you go and you start... Man, I've been reading about the Constitution, listening. I'm going to say reading just because I'm used to saying that, but you know what I mean. I've been li listening to books about the Constitution, and man, I get angry. And when you get angry and you see what our government does today and what our, our founding fathers fought to prevent, and I'm not talking about um, the specifics, you know, spe specifics change, but the ideas of what our what our founding fathers the ideas are the same the technology has changed the you know where we're fighting over widgets or or whatever has changed but the ideas have not changed and wow have we strayed so far and they knew it I, when you listen to some of the things some of the quotes they said i really need to start writing down these quotes or bookmarking when i hear them they all knew what was going to happen they were so much more intelligent than we are right now today they could see what was going to happen. They knew where we would be, and they and they warned about it. They warned about the central bank. They warned about it all. And they they talked about the federal government getting too much power. That we were so afraid of it. It was um, these United States, these states. It was not the United States of America. It was very important that the power rest with the people. The original Constitution said, "We the people." It was we the the the, the states? 
They just changed it for style. They didn't, they didn't change what they meant by it. They were changing it for style. Um, so please start educating yourself. Um, put down the remote control. Stop watching the sitcom. I do it too. Video games. Played some this morning. I do it too. Um, but spend some time educating yourself every day. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Watch one YouTube video. Uh, I watched a YouTube video today about um, uh, uh, an epidemic that lasted 20 million years. Uh, they were basically going into DNA about, you know, viruses in your DNA and stuff. It was like a 20-minute video. I watched it. Learned something I didn't know. Learned about all the fact that we have more DNA, more of our DNA is made up of virus, uh, what they call it, retroviruses, than genes. Learned that today. So just try to learn something every day. And I have, now that I'm on a mission, I really enjoy listening to history books. Anyways, back to what I was talking about. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> but this MKUltra thing was horrific. And you know, there's somebody famous. There's a famous person who is a result of MKUltra, who they experimented on. And he killed a bunch of people. And his name was uh, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber. He was part of that. You never read his manifesto. Um, he was obviously a, a little far out there if you saw how he lived. Um, and how did he get his money if he didn't have a job and just lived in the woods? Uh, anyways, uh, you know, he was part of MKUltra. And Richard Helms was a CIA director. And in 1973, a year before I was born, he just destroyed it all. Destroyed all the evidence. Oh, no, sorry, we don't have anything. It's gone. I destroyed it all. That's your government. And he was the CIA director. They were killing people. They were experimenting on people. They were torturing people against their will who didn't know about it that is your government um so maybe you should not be so dismissive of conspiracy theories um again that's just the manipulation of the newspeak um so going further well there was when i was a kid it was the um iran contra deal you know oliver north that was a huge one I mean, again, look at all the laws we broke there, guns and drugs and you name it. I mean, we don't, the government doesn't care about the laws or, or killing people. Um, go to the first Persian Gulf War. Think about how many Americans died in that, how many millions of Iraqis died. And I'm, I'm not a bleeding heart liberal. I don't, my instinct is to not care. That is my first instinct. I have to intellectually uh, think about it for a few minutes and then kind of equate it back to my children and what would it be like for them to grow up in a situation that before I care. Very, uh, it's, it's hard for me to care about, you know, things that happen over there to people who hate me and want me dead anyways. But it's still horrible. We killed, we killed lots of babies. Americans killed lots of babies over, we got in that war of a lie. And none of these people went to jail. Tom, um, Lantos, he was a representative of California, they got together with a PR firm, the Hill and um, Knowlton or something, and they lied about, uh, a, first of all, Saddam Hussein was a CIA agent. Uh, he was an well, asset. I mean, I think the CIA, I didn't re research any of this, but from my memory, didn't the CIA hired him to assassinate some leader in Iraq or something at one point? We gave him guns, we gave him support. Uh, he was he was an American asset, and I believe he asked America, "Hey, y'all, cool if I go over here to, uh, you know, Kuwait and take over?" Oh yeah, sure, whatever, have fun. I don't know why America wanted to get involved in the Gulf War. I mean, you have to understand these people think um, they think long term, and so maybe they knew what they were doing as far as setting up the the terrorist state and the 
constant police state and the war on terror and where it was all going to lead. So maybe they knew it back then what they were going to do. I don't know. But the one of the main things that got us in the war was, um, well, I mean, I don't know about the main thing, but it was definitely the emotional trigger was the fact that the um, Iraqi soldiers were shoulders soldiers were taking babies out of the incubators and stopping their heads in and killing them that didn't happen that was all made up that was made up by a pr firm and sold to them i mean here's another war vietnam war world war one world war two maybe uh, now we're the first iraq war total total lie getting us into there americans boy always the 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 poor boys and girls that are getting killed uh the poor sons and daughters are getting killed um the second gulf war we all know about those lies i mean that was and i mean that was blatant lie and they knew they were lying at the time um so the second gulf war you know little baby bush had to take care of daddy's bushes uh, finish the job sort of thing um weapons mass of nothing <clears throat> you know 9-11 we won't get into to the conspiracy of 9-11 because you don't know i don't know what happened at 9-11 i mean i know they're not telling the truth but I have no idea what happened. Was it just stupidity? Were we just that incompetent? Maybe. Maybe that's the conspiracy. Um, did we know it was going to happen and let it happen? Maybe that's conspiracy. Um, I, I have a hard time giving the government the credit to pull off any vast this or that. But then you look at history and you're like, well, they kind of did. Um, and I heard some, uh, a long time, I mean, you've heard this phrase. Uh, the greatest thing the devil ever did is convince the world he doesn't exist. Well, I want to change that and say the greatest thing the government has done is convince its people that it's stupid. And so that it does dumb things. They're like, oh, look how stupid our government is doing these dumb things. Instead of stopping and thinking, um, wait a minute, why would they do that? They're not dumb. These are really smart people. Well, what are they doing then? If this they're doing this and it makes no sense, I wonder what the other motive is. So I think that's a great thing that our government has done is convince us that they're dumb and incompetent. Um, so you got the second Gulf War, weapons of mass destruction. Um, probably the most destructive conspiracy that is true and evil, and I will venture to do a video on it. Um, it'll be hard because it's, you know, it's a lot of technicalities on how it all works. You should definitely learn, read a book about economics, but you know, it's the Federal Reserve, Jekyll Island. That, well, first of all, you know, the the stock market collapse in what 29 don't, don't quote me on the dates was was orchestrated it was orchestrated um but jekyll island and the conspiracy with uh, nelson and aldright and the all the leading you know morgan and uh, <clears throat> you know all those people now a lot of them were the representatives that went it wasn't the the vanderbilts or the rothschilds you know it was like representatives people that worked for it uh, went to Jekyll Island and, and, and conducted a secret plan to take over um, America's monetary system and create a, you know, debt slavery, just create this this horrific fractional reserve fiat debt economy that we live in now. Um, and they, uh, they did so many horrible things. I'm looking at some of my notes here and I'm just like, uh, I have to do a whole other video on the Federal Reserve. It's just, it's, it's too much. The evil that that's done and the, the great wealth that it's, the fact that we tolerate it is, is a hard one for me to grasp. I mean, I'm guilty as everyone else. I mean, I go to work, I have my credit cards, I, 
you know, have a, a mortgage, so I'm guilty as everyone else. But just a quick analogy, if I give you a hundred dollars, like, hey man, here's a hundred dollars, I know you borrowed, just pay me back. You have a hundred dollars. Um, I give a bank a hundred dollars and they put ten dollars in my account and they loan out the other 90 and then they put you know you do the circle you know they take that hundred dollars and they made it into a thousand dollars well and then they get all the profits from all those loans and all that well why did they get to do that so if you if you're a banker you just get to make money out of thin air I'm not smart enough or educated enough to, to know what the correct solution to our financial system is, but having a private banking cartel control our money supply and a banking cartel that we can't audit. You ever heard audit the Fed? I think it was uh, Ron Paul kept saying that. It is a horrible and uh, horrific conspiracy and crime on the American people as the Federal Reserve and the things they've done. And I hear people argue about $15 an hour living range. It means nothing. It can make it $100 an hour. When you control, when you have a debt-based economy and a fiat currency, not a, it's not even money, currency, um, you can make $15 an hour worth $100 an hour, or you can make $100 an hour worth $5 an hour through inflation and deflation and controlling the amount of money and the, 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 the Fed rate. You, you, you control it all. It doesn't matter. The, the currency, the the dollars don't matter to these people because they can just print more money. It doesn't mean anything to them. They control the assets. They under, they own the underlying assets. They own all the gold. And I don't mean gold, gold, but I guess I do. They do own all that too. But, you know, they own the, the corporations. They own the land. It's another thing that I think that they're doing with all this, what's going on in the world these days, is probably trying to switch the world away from an ownership economy where you won't own your house, you won't own your car, you won't own anything. You see it a lot, and I see it's going. I think it's going to go to a rental or a lease type uh, world where you kind of you you rent a car or like you know you don't own a car, you call for a car and it shows up, kind of like Uber or self driving. And the same thing it'll be with no one will own a home. It's the housing market. I don't know how it's going to how it's going to survive this COVID thing. Once the moratorium on evictions and foreclosures go away, I mean, I don't I don't know how it survives. Again, I'm not an expert on any of this, so who knows? Maybe they got a plan. Maybe UBI. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> but I don't see how it survives. And so, what happens? Do we all? Does the government take over the the mortgage world? I mean, are we paying our mortgages to the government? I, I don't know. I don't know. That's that's another video for some other time. But um, <clears throat> Federal Reserve is evil. It is one of the greatest crimes, and all the founding fathers knew it. They all knew it. One or two of them were for it because they really wanted a powerful central government. Um, but the vast majority of them knew the central bank would be the downfall of individual rights and truly lead to the downfall of, of America. Um, and they knew it would concentrate all the power in a few hands. It would concentrate all the wealth. It would concentrate all the power. And here we are. Um, so now we're to the point of why I wanted to really make this video so that we could kind of get into the way of thinking. Because all those conspiracies are real. They're not conspiracies. They're just facts. They're history. But I just, I just wanted to touch base on them so that you could be like, okay, yeah, there's some crazy things that happen in the world that are true. Um, so I don't really focus a lot on conspiracy theories as far as I don't really, 
I might like if I'm just with some friends and I might quote, oh yeah, you know we've we got a, a base on Mars. You know that guy who came out from uh, from Israel. Um, you know things that I haven't researched. I don't know if they're real. I don't know if they're factual. I would definitely not climb a hill and die on it trying to to fight for these conspiracies. That includes 9/11 or any of the other crazy ones that are out there. I don't I don't get involved in those discussions because I have no idea what I'm talking about. So I know there's suspicious things and I just know that. Now, how do I know that? So you have to change the way you're thinking on these conspiracies. I do think this world is, is manipulated by, uh, by oligarchs, you know, in, international banking cartels, uh, extremely wealthy and powerful families. Why do I think that? Because that's what I would do if I was them. These people are genuine, generationally wealthy. They're not new money. And they're a type of wealth that dollars don't matter. They don't like, I have $50 million. It means the dollar amounts mean nothing. They own it all. They own pieces of, of all the corporations. They have so much income generating assets that no matter what the money is, if it's in hundreds or if it's in trillions or if it's in dollars or bitcoins or whatever, they're going to be the wealthiest in whatever it is because they control the real tangible assets. They have the real value, the real money, not currency. They have the real money. Um, these people are genuine generational, many generations. Um, and they, they, um, <clears throat> they have the best education from the moment they're born and they're not raised like us unwashed masses are their entire life is, is sculpted and scripted and um and and, and molded <clears throat> they have the best education they have the the best contacts the best social uh groups um they think globally they think very long term they have their own unique culture and they are they know they are they know that they know what's best for humanity and i'm not saying they're wrong actually they probably do know better than we do know than, than we do the unwashed masses the ignorant uh masses they have a better education they have more time to learn they read they they they, they see the big picture they manipulate events they see how it all happens. i'm not saying they're wrong in how what they're doing um i'm saying that we are wrong in in, in following them that we're wrong and not questioning it we're wrong in not standing up against it um we're 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 lambs cows whatever sheep whatever just we see there's a slaughterhouse in front of us and we're just willingly walking to it um and i think this way because i th i think what if i was if my great-great-grandfather and my 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 great-grandfather my grandfather and my father have all been the richest, most well-educated, and most powerful people on earth. And I've grown up that way. And everybody I know is like that. And they think like that. And they make decisions. And they make generational decisions. They make decisions that are never going, they're never going, they're going to, they plant trees that they never get to uh, set, the, set under the shade of. And they do it constantly. Because they can think that long term. They think they think 50 years and 100 years. They think like that. They have an entire cult, a different way of thinking. That's why I keep saying that we're all aliens. You're going to learn to kind of jump out of your your mindset and your kind of paradigm shift into what would you be like if you grew up 
with such vast resources, educational. You have you have teams of psychologists and scientists that work for you. Uh, <clears throat> so again, I, I'm going to be honest. I feel like they're probably the things they do. They're probably right. <clears throat> they they probably they probably are not. Um, they're they're probably what they do is probably what I would do if I was them. But I'm not them, and neither are you. And so you got to resist them. You've got to fight for your freedoms. You got to fight for your rights. Even if the earth or humanity would have a better chance of survival, if we were all controlled and manipulated, and uh, we had all of our guns taken away and all of our rights come away, and we lived in these weird city states where <clears throat> only the elite had the um, only the elite had the the technology, and we lived like you know third world uh, you know peons. If that would still ultimately be better for human humanity, and humanity would have a better chance for survival in the future. That's not us. We're never going to be the people in the enclaves living like kings. So we got to fight for your rights. You got to fight for your freedoms. You got to fight for your family. You got to fight for your culture. So that was the point of this video. The point of this video was so that you can understand how I see the underlying layers behind the conspiracy theories. I don't pay attention to the conspiracy theories because 99.9% of the time, whoever's telling you has no idea what they're talking about, and neither do you. You know there's something suspicious going on, that's about all you can say. I know it smells bad, but that's it. But you got to understand that there is an agenda. There's, there's, there's these agendas that you don't know about. There's no way you can understand them. You're not part of them, and you just need to understand that they're out there, and then how do you how can you protect yourself and your family well through education knowing what is right and wrong knowing what uh knowing how things institutions work so that you can see the manipulation when it's happening and understand that you're being manipulated <clears throat> you know i took a uh, somebody had something at my uh that some dessert thing at a store i took a picture of the box of this of this store on my iphone I, I mean, we talked about it verbally, and uh, but I never Googled anything about it. I never typed it into anything. And other than the brief conversation, the fact that I took the picture of the box so I would know the name of the store so I could go get that, um, nothing. And then it was about three days later, I decided it was time to go to this store. And it's a common, the store starts with a common word. I type in the first three letters of this word and the first search result is that store. Well, I have an Apple iPhone and I was on Google because I use Google for things that are not like culturally. Google is a better search engine for finding parts or how-tos or if you want to find businesses or locations. When it's not a cultural or um, anything that could be a, a controversy, um, then it's, um, it's Google works better. So I, uh, I used Google. And the first three letters pop up, and it's this place, this full business. How? How does Google know I was going to search for that? Never searched for it ever. Never knew it existed. But I took a picture of it. We talked verbally. And all of a sudden, when I type in the first three letters, Google knows. And so, what, did Google read, like, could tell the picture? Or was my phone listening to me? I don't know. I have no idea. Again, don't know. I'm just talking out of my rear end. I have no idea. But I know there's something fishy there. So just have that mindset, protect your rights, protect your freedoms, 
protect your family, protect your culture. That's uh, all I'm saying. And uh, I will see you for the next uh, video. Um, I'll, I've got a few ideas I'm already planning. So I'll do some research and we'll do another video soon. Thanks.